Welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Andy Van Beber. That's Travis Kirkendall up there. That's Sean Phillips driving home, being the re- responsible, right? You're being responsible, Sean, not not, uh, not, not ro- looking at the phone and driving, right? Uh, you know. Uh, it's... It's not that I want to run over the people of Los Angeles. It's that I think some of them just need it. Well, I mean, you're in Los Angeles. You're not going anywhere fast. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> if I'm going to hit someone, it's going to be going two miles per hour. Stop and go. That's the benefit of it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, you'd be fine. Well, you know, I wish I would have like a, a five-mile drive home. Like a a five-mile drive home, and I should be there by tomorrow morning. So it'll be nice. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. You should have picked like a spooky intro song, like, like you know, like one of those, like, oh, the yes, I know, right? movie films or sounds or something. That would have been cool. We've, we've, we've gotten the buzz this week on, I'm not gonna lie, we've gotten the buzz this week on the old, uh, on the old podcast, uh, all of our outsource, uh, all of our, all of our, uh, people who, who tune in is like, oh man. I might have to actually. When I posted it, one of my one of our one of my former students said, I "Might actually have to watch this one live." I was like, "Well, come on." It's Mars. I'm telling you, it's Mars. <laughs> anyway, so how's your how was uh, how's your week been, fellas? Week has been good. Been staying busy, working. So I'm happy with that. And, um, that's all I have going on. Much. Yeah, we we have we must say that it was a prime weekend. We had a it was it was an awesome. We had, we had a blast. It was great seeing you guys. If you haven't looked at our Facebook page, our updated photo, I I, I put the caption in there: two stallions with a fat guy. So, but uh, you know, Sean, I'm glad that uh, Tony didn't drop a baby on the plane on the way home. That or at the wedding, as far as that goes, <laughs> I, I was I was sure. That we were going to see water breakage and and just a baby being delivered at the at the uh, at at the wedding. So yeah, that wouldn't have been good for anybody, uh, <laughs> me included. Uh, but yes, no, baby is still up in the gut. So we are uh, happy. Baby is is healthy. We've got an ultrasound on Monday. Good. Um, so no, no, baby is still chilling, still cooking. Um, so so no cause of concern there. Um, we didn't get zapped out of the sky by any uh, visitors. Um, so we are we are all still good. Now I did get probed. I did get probed, but from who or why or what couldn't tell no, you. I mean, you did, is- you were around a bunch of your buddies there this weekend. So I mean, I don't know probably what happened at the Super Eight, but I mean. Yeah. So heard stories. <laughs> no, I tell you what, it was really good catching up with everybody and I really enjoyed. Congratulations to Reed and Emma. Uh Reed is yeah, a regular sure. Reed is a regular listener to our, our podcast. But I'm sure he's probably I guess they're did they go on their honeymoon or did they waiting or 
I'm not sure. I, I'm, for some reason, I thought they were waiting, but I don't Yeah, so, but anyway, congratulations to them. Uh, won't spend a lot of time talking about this, but thank you. A lot of people who follow me on Facebook, uh, thank you for all your prayers and good thoughts for me on uh, Monday. It was a really difficult day for me. But other than that, it's been a pretty smooth week. We're going to get uh, my son back from camp tomorrow. Been without him this week, so, you know, had a lot what, of... What kind of camp did you send him to? He, he went to church camp. He, his last year, his last... Uh... Oh, the Rito leak is on. Raid says he's waiting two weeks. All right. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Leak. Um, but uh, the... Uh, no, Bryson went to church camp. This is his last year... Uh, to go into kids camp and the, our church really puts on a top shelf camp and they do a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, well, Briley's been, but we've had a lot of quality daddy daughter time. And, uh, and, uh, we, we've, Briley's had a lot of basketball this week and doing all that. And shout out to our friend, Lauren Logaman, who's the coach who does a great job. And, uh, so yeah, busy, 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 busy. So let's get into, this lovely topic tonight, uh, I'm trying to remember what I even called the show. Oh, hey, boys, we're putting on our tinfoil hatch. It's UFO time. And I'm going to start this off with saying that Alex Jones has been absolutely right about everything. <laughs> you guys should go to his page No, start taking notes. No. He is the best source of information on the Internet today. <laughs> Alex Jones. Censored. Oh, uh, talk about your tinfoil hat, Judas Priest. That guy, that guy, I mean, he has a, a complete line of tinfoil hats. So, this is a side note, but I, 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 did I send you guys the videos of like they take like these Alex Jones rants and like they play like guitar metal riffs over? Yes, it? yes. It, I it, think it, I said, I put, I, oh, wow. dude, he is. I'm obsessed with those videos. They're so great. Some guy trolls, <laughs> trolls Alex Jones so hard, and I, but. No, this is this has been something to me, and I and I'm not going to lie about this. I've always, I mean, since I was old enough to, you know, get, you know, read magazine articles or stuff. You know, we, of course, we didn't have the old World Wide Web back in the day, but when I I still remember when Fox was in its infancy as a network, they would have different shows that would, you know, of course they started with the X-Files. I mean, they had the X-Files. X-Files was a, a show that was on Fox and I never watched the X-Files, but there were always these, you know, they would have these like caught on tape shows and everything like that back in the day. And I was always intrigued by, by the UFO phenomena, you know, and you know, and as a kid, you know, I had I had a lot of who I am as a history teacher was from my history teacher that I had in middle school, who was this this guy was the king of conspiracy theories. I mean, everything that I know about my basis for conspiracy theories comes from my middle school teacher, Ron Manning. And he was he he. I mean, you everything from UFOs to the JFK. He had us all, you know, you know, mind control crap. I mean, that's 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 MK Ultra before MK Ultra was cool. So, you know, R.I.P. Ted Kaczynski. Yep. Yep. Greatest MK Ultra experiment of all time. <laughs> yep. Who passed away this week, by the way? So he did. Yep. yep. We'll talk about that at another time. But so. 
let's let's go ahead and we're, let's talk about the military whistleblower. There's a couple areas that we're we're going to look at here. We're we're first going to talk about this gentleman, uh, David. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and try. I'll probably butcher his last name, but David Grush Grush, who is an Air Force uh, veteran intelligence officer who claims that he has seen evidence of secret crash of a secret crash retrieval program that was being run by the air force. He alleges that the U S has retrieved bodies from other species. Um, he has made claims that, you know, he, he's, he's a former, well, this group that he was a part of was the national, I got the right here. It says the national geospatial intelligence agency. And, he is, he's making a lot of claims and, you know, he's not an old guy, 36 year, all of his, all of his credentials check out. So he's not a spoof. He's not a, he's not a, uh, you know, some kind of guy who's just trying to get attention. I mean, when you look at his, at his credentials, um, but some of the stuff, and I'll just I'll read some of his quotes from his latest uh, his latest. He's he's been giving everybody interviews. I mean, everybody interviews. Here are just some of his quotes. He said, uh, "These are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft, if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed." And he said that he said that includes spacecraft from quite a number of other species. I thought it was particularly nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived, and it was a ruse. People started to confide in me, approach me. I have plenty of senior former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew most of my whole career that confided in me that they were part of a program. They told me based on their oral testimony, and they provided me with documents and other proof that there was a, in fact, a program that the UAP task force, which is a task force that was created by Congress, was not read into. Um, he says they've in, recovered non-human craft for decades. He recently filed this whistleblower complaint. I don't know when it was, when it was actually um, put in. He said, but we're definitely not alone. The data points quite empirically uh, that we're not alone. And he says... Um, it's not just spacecraft we recovered. We'll, he said, naturally, when you recover something, it's either landed or crashed. Sometimes you encounter dead pilots, believe it or not. As fantastical as it sounds, it's true. And he said, it's also harder for people to wrap their minds around the concept of a crash object. From, you know, and so he goes on and on, and he, he also says that, the, that this, this organization, this intelligence group, is trying to reverse engineer... Um, the some of this some of this equipment so there's a lot at you let's let's chop some of that up and tell me what what what's your initial take on hearing what this guy has to say i'll start with the last thing you mentioned about the reverse engineering i mean that's that claim's been stated before by bob lazar if you never heard the bob lazar story i mean mm -hmm. so bob lazar was a um was he a scientist engineer like he was a a big tech that they had recruited, and apparently this guy worked on like some part of Area 51, and he was part of a program that was trying to reverse engineer some of these technology. And uh, he he's on Rogan. There's tons of interviews. There's even a Netflix documentary you can watch on it. Um, so I guess 
his story kind of ties into that one when we're talking about reverse engineering. As far as his claims, I am, I don't know if I'm quite 50 50 on this or I'm more 60 40 in his favor. Mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical because number one, he, it, it looked to me, unless I read this wrong, he's claiming things that he hasn't seen directly. He is claiming things that people came to him and told him about. Which is that's to it, my understanding what it, I read in a court of law that's called hearsay, right? So, most of the stuff that he's claimed and his evidence has been hearsay. Right off the bat, I'm skeptical about that. Um, but at the same time, it's such a bold claim, and these claims aren't new, no, and that's I don't know, this seems like such a what does he have to gain from something like that other than like I guess notoriety or views? Like I I can't really see how he could gain a lot from making those types of claims or anything. I mean he just lost a career giving up something like that. So this guy was a his background, he was part of the he was part of some special reconnaissance. He was an officer in a reconnaissance unit of the Air Force and he had a classified um clearance Forget his clearance, but basically, from what I know about um, clearances, like top secret clearances, you have the clearance and access to things, but there's also still need to know. And so I don't know, just because he has top secret clearance doesn't mean he has access to, like, all of these crazy UFO information that's out there. Um, Because, I mean, top secret classification, that's still a very broad array of stuff and that doesn't even necessarily mean that there's like top that's not the top of the top you know so i don't know there's a lot of missing pieces to that puzzle and what he's saying i mean his claims aren't new i mean these are things that people have stated before um but as far as his credentials and his evidence i'm i'm skeptical sean what do you think no, I'm with Travis in a lot of this one. Um, there's so much uh, with need to know as far as like uh, top secret or secret security clearances and things like that. Um, the one thing that's really interesting, at least in my opinion, that's, you know, the the fact when it comes to a lot of these guys that are at higher levels of um, whether it's military or um, government agencies, right? Oftentimes, at least from what I read, their stories are typically run very, 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 very similar when they do kind of become whistleblowers. Not in the fact where it's like, oh, we were all at the same place, but it's a lot of the same protocol. It's a lot of the same information. And I mean, if you look at, you know, when it, when it comes to the history of uh, UFOs and the history of like, extraterrestrials and what we've seen and and this also goes back to where like um there was actually a really this is a little bit off track but there was a really good documentary came out a handful of years ago that was about mermaids right and the one thing that i found like really interesting about the thing was like there was like some found footage like stuff they put in there was absolute dog shit it was faker than hell but one thing i really liked about it was they talked about like, why are, why do people at a time when there was no communication in like China and North America or India or any of these places where there was no direct communication, why is it that the things that they saw, they reported the same exact thing? 
And I think that's what's like eerily, you know, almost creepy in a sense of when it comes to uh, UFOs, like UFOs throughout history, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since like ancient Egyptians have markings of like UFOs that they saw. Right. the, you know, the, the figures that they see, these things stay consistent. And that actually stays with what people talk about today. Like when governments get their hands allegedly on these certain crafts. So yes, there's reverse engineering, but oftentimes these different governments, they're, they're relaying the same information. Like this stuff's not new. Um, we continue to see it over and over and over again. And it just makes to think like, what have some of these people actually seen Versus what we're actually like, you know, getting told. I've always, I've always thought that that was pretty curious. Well, and I, I look at what when I, when I saw, I watched, I watched one of the, you know, this, it's, I, it's, it's this minor league. The guy who, the people who had the exclusive rights first to his interview was this called News Nation, and take it for whatever you will. I mean, but they, the, this News Nation actually has has reporters on it from old, you know, their old throwbacks from other networks. But, you know, the, a lot of people who try to debunk this guy say the same thing, Sean. They're like, look, this isn't anything new. We've been hearing about UFOs for years. I mean, area, area, you know, area 51, area 51 has been, the subject of you know strangely enough i before i was watching independence day t- tonight before the podcast you know and it's called just, homework you know, yeah, too, you know exactly. afterwards i'm watching men in black you know to, but i heard i heard of uh, i had a college professor once who said science fiction is always four or five steps ahead of reality. And he was, he was kind of saying it tongue in cheek, but at the same time, you know, some stuff that just really, you guys, you guys probably have never heard of and no Sean, it's not a porn star, but the comic strip called Dick Tracy. That was <laughs> such a porn star. Oh, I know. I, 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 I bet was... money. I bet, I bet money. If I did a quick search right now, I could find, I could find a Dick Tracy. All right. I'm sure you, yeah. But, you know, Dick Tracy was written, was a comic strip back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I wore a yellow, yellow coat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know Dick Tracy. And so he had, and he they showed in the comic strip, you know, he'd have a watch that he could look down at, and it was a telephone watch. And it had, a, you know, a camera on it. And so you're talking, you know, 40, or, you know, 60, 70 years ago. And, you know, and then the idea of being able to some of the, some of the stuff that is, is proposed, you know, for example, I, I, you know, our, our survey this week, let's just go with this. Let me start with this. Our survey this week, our poll this week was easy. Yes or no. Do you believe that there are such a thing as extraterrestrials? 100% of the voters who, who were polled said yes. How many people do we have vote this week? I uh, did not ca- twenty some twenty four maybe. So Oof. you know, you're not, you're not. There's 
there's I, I have to believe. I, I believe that we are not alone in this. And, I, and I'm saying this from an evangelical Christian point of view. I still believe that God put everything into motion. I'm a creationist. I'm not an evolutionist. I'm not. Who's to say God did something here and then he went off on the other side of the known universe and did something else there? Since they put that, that I forgot the name of the telescope that NASA just launched. Was it last year that can take those those high? I believe it was last year. Yeah. And so, the Hubble Bubble Telescope. Yeah, and so this telescope has found a... So there's a planet, and I want to say it is... I forgot how many light years away. It's. I mean, it's a long way out there. But they is it got, called um, Pandora, and is it inhabited by God? Shut Anabi? up! <laughs> no, no, it's still too far away. It's too, still too far away. But it has. It's ninety-seven percent the size of the Earth. It has a lot of you know. And by doing certain, it's like with the, obviously they can't take atmospheric pressure or anything like that for it being so far away, but by doing different, um, what's the word I want to say, like admitting different kind of light and allowing certain different kinds of light in, they can see that it has probably a form, a, a you know, kind of a very comparable atmosphere to what the earth has and and saying you know and so when i look at that and i say okay so there are you know and and you do those and you you've 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 all seen those those um the videos that maybe national geographic or somebody puts out or smithsonian who will say okay here's our galaxy here's how big our galaxy looks and then you then then they stretch it out even further and then here's this galaxy over here and then here's this galaxy, and, and then, you know, you just stretch, and it keeps on stretching. And, you know, we haven't found the ends of the universe yet. We haven't found the, and for me to say that the odds of having just one planet to where we can say, okay, we're the only ones that are inhabitable, that are living on an inhabitable planet out of the trillions of planets that are out there the human the human mind can't Yo, conceptualize just how big that is right we, we can't there's it's, no there and there's no easy there's i mean the odd the odds are to me the odds are overwhelming that that this that what there's something that this guy is saying is true now i want to bring this up and you guys were the skeptics so let's talk about the skeptics real quick <coughs> bless you and Thank so this was a editorial in <laughs> In uh, Forbes magazine, this was posted two days ago. And this guy, the author of this guy, uh, I can't find his name, uh, Danny DePlasadio. And this guy, he's a regular contributor. He says, this is science. He said, why is this science fiction? He said, let's start with a claim that these vehicles have crash landed on Earth. Whether one believes that said vehicles are extraterrestrial or interdimensional in origin, it's an extraordinarily leap of logic to assume that they are janky enough to crash, let alone with the frequency that Grush and other UFO enthusiasts have claimed. Star Wars, Star Trek, Futurama, Rick and Morty are all frequently depict spaceships that crash land for the sake of narrative rather than logic. 
A crash forces the characters into a difficult situation, perhaps marooned on a hostile world or forced to engage with an alien inhabitants. It's widely used trope because it sparks drama. However, if one assumes that alien life is advanced enough to design vehicles capable of prolonged periods of space travel or interdimensional travel, then why are they crashing like drunk teenagers? You know, and it's a, a, a very valid point. And when you look at well, the- as M night Shyamalan ding dong, um, you know, states in the movie signs, uh, aliens weakness is water, water. So yeah. That's why has, and clouds, swing for the fences you know, and all that and, other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, this other guy, who was it? Uh, uh, there's this other guy, Mick West. He said, Grush has revealed that aliens are killing us and dev, deactivating nukes the government is killing people and there are probably treaty with malevolent there's probably a treaty with malevolent aliens and the government cleared all these claims for publication on tv because the claims are not secret they are false (laughs) you know i got one more skepticism to add to that just that interview that um this guy did like i think it was the cnn one or which one he came out like what, what was that cnn interview or what interview was that the one that i sent uh the one that i sent you was from that news nation yeah when they actually sit down and talk with the guy and he tells them yeah 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 Yeah, that so what did you think about the way he presented that like did i was trying to i was trying to read it it, he was very different yeah he was very intentful he was like he was hard to read he was hard to read he was it seemed to me like he was trying to push for something a little bit. Just that was just my take. It seemed like he was very intentful with what he was doing, whether that was to raise awareness for something that is this UFO thing. There's also a theory that we're part of one of the greatest psyops that the government and military have ever pulled off before, and we're just throwing off our adversaries with it. Who knows? I mean, but he seemed very. That's all I can say is, is he seemed very intentful with what he was doing and how he was delivering what he was saying, the way he was speaking, the way like the part that really caught me was when he talked about like the pilots when he was like, well, when a, it crashes, you would one would assume that there's a pilot. And sometimes there are like just the way he said that part right there kind of threw me off a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe a little skeptical. Um, but I don't know. It, well. My, my it was so it's always vague everything's always so damn vague there's never specific like evidence and if there is any specific evidence there's we're always so limited in it like even this vegas thing we're going to talk about like we'll get into it but god there's like one big piece of evidence they needed and it just mysteriously they couldn't find it well and you know one of the things that was said in the um and I, I sent another article to 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 the boys to, that was from Wired, and I I love Wired magazine. Uh, that's how I go back a ways with Wired. But Wired was saying that um, since the creation of this, uh, since 2020, and I can't get the exact number. Oh, here we go. Um, with the department mandated tracking uh, secrets in the sky, sighting ro- skyrocketed. Last August, 
the organization we mentioned earlier disclosed more than 500 reports of UAPs, which is the new term for UFOs. By this April, there were some 650 cases. And just last month, so this was published two days ago, and just last month, the Pentagon, which oversees this organization, hiked the number to roughly 800 mysterious flying objects this year. So, and the people, and I, I want to make this note too, the people who are pushing for this, and this, just for the record, this hearing has not happened yet. Okay? And when it does happen, I'm sure it's going to be a circus. But just to just to uh, tell you who some of the people who are are our good buddy Josh Hawley in the Senate is one who is wanting to have this. Um, you also oh, who was the other guy? Um, oh Matt, your your friend Sean that you hate Matt. It was Matt Getz. That yeah. Is Mallory Taylor Green been pretty quiet about this? Marjorie Taylor Green hasn't said. I haven't said uh, uh, anything. The other Thanks. guy, uh, Timber Timber Shet. So Timber Shet last week appeared on uh, Steve Gannon, which you know, or Steve Bannon. You guys remember Steve Bannon, who is Trump's, you know, w- wise guy. Um, you know, he's like, you know, we have a, you know, that he said that he has a commitment from both House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and House Oversight Committee people that we're going to hold a hearing on UAP. So it's these, it's these far, it's the far riders who are really, and this is what blows my mind. The, the, the Wired article brought this up too. You know, these are the same people who, you know, are, think that the whole, that the people from the that the people who did the January six riots are victims, and that you know that we need to look at everybody's server and all this other stuff and everything, and that they're you know going after Trump. So he's like, these are the same people who are, you know, this is he they they called this a a a, con, a conspiracy loving Congress. So I you know I don't know. I mean. The video that I, that I, my go-to video that I keep on going back to is that one. I think Sean, you sent it to us. I'm, I think it was either last year or two years ago. It was from, uh, it, and I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at the photograph from it right now from, uh, wired.com's, uh, their, their website. And, and it, it, it's the photo for, it, it was actually a video of these, of these, uh, uh, F-18s. Following a, um, following what they say, they, you know, they call the UFO. I'll, so those of you who are watching, this is the, this is the actual, this is the ship. This was the ship in question right here. This was from a, a video from an F-18 and this was, this had been taken some time ago, but you know, I'd, I'd say the story that really has a lot, like should really make people think. Um, is like uh, one of the uh, Air Force pilots that came out was talking about how like they were following those like I don't know if they were like the lights or like the orbs. He was one of the guys on Rogan. I can't remember his guy this guy's name, but he said like these things like obviously they traveled at a speed and they were able to do things that defy like physics and stuff. But also like it was smart enough that like it was able to go to like where the pilots were going. Like it knew where their where their waypoints were and everything. 
and was getting there like that, like just like waiting for them. And like the stuff he describes and like their, their flights and stuff is just crazy. And I mean, it's multiple pilots have spoken out of stuff like that. So I don't, I, I take the pilots accounts of what they've seen more seriously than this guy, David, whatever his name is. Yeah. Claims about, I, I, I take more, that more in consideration. Well, let's uh, let's say one more thing about this guy, and then we'll move on to the next story that kind of is more recent. And we kind we didn't really we we kind of touched on this question, but we didn't really follow through with it. Do you? I mean, is this guy glory hunting, or do you think he's? I mean, what is he trying to gain something from this? Or is this guy? I mean, we, we kind of said our, we couldn't get a read on this guy. So what, I mean, do you think that anything's going to come from this or where you guys, what are, where are you guys at on what this guy's going to amount to? I think eventually they'll do a hearing. I mean, they're already calling for, it. I think there'll be a congressional hearing. I personally don't think there's going to be really anything mind blowing or productive that comes out of it. Um, and what's frustrating is I'd say like, if this all is a big conspiracy theory and it's just like a big psyop for whatever reason, it's unfortunate that we're wasting a lot of taxpayers' money and like attention <laughs> mm-hmm. on something so ridiculous. Right. That's just, that's if it's not true. Um, but I don't know what. I'm sorry. Repeat your question again, because I had I a mean, point there. What? What? I'm I'm just saying. What, what is this guy? I mean, what's going to be, what is this guy's motive? I mean, is there a motive? Is there ulterior motive to this? Is this guy out for something? So when I listened, when I listened to him speak, it seemed like he was pushing for something. This, the way he said things, it seemed, he said it was hard to read him. And I, I claimed there was at one point that one spot, he said that I was kind of suspicious. It almost seemed like an act to me, Mm -hmm. just almost. Um, So I don't, necessarily and who knows maybe this is just like a shiny object that the government's like hey look at this and then well yeah well this is going maybe we're doing something crazy well this is right exactly (laughs) i that's the other thing that i look at when i see this is is this you always got to look at everything else like what what else is going on in the world right now right don't don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain we're talking tinfoil hatting we should yeah take all that in consideration i know i know um Sean, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about this guy before we move on to the next one? Well, not specifically. I mean, I mean the thing with, you know, guys that really kind of break into the, the UFO um, realm of things, like many of them that come before, I I don't know if you think it is like this cash grab, but yeah, I mean, oftentimes, like, you don't really hear about too many of these ufologists, like, making this giant payday or anything like that. Like they're usually kind of considered the laughing stock of the science community. So I just, I, I maybe, but in the same token, like, like Travis said earlier, like, what does this guy really have to lose? Like, you know, you know, like I, I think that there could be some, um, genuine, like genuine notes to his claims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other story comes to us from, of all places, Las Vegas. Um, and I, the timing of this, I think, is quite, being that this happened back on April the 30th, and it's just now ca- catching traction, kind of along the same timeline as the 
this this report being released. Um, but this family in uh, I don't know what the what their name is, but they basically uh, this Las Vegas family called nine one one after claiming they saw two aliens crash in their backyard, and a Las Vegas family created a, a late April when they said they saw an object fall from the sky in their backyard, containing what they con- claimed were two large aliens with shiny eyes. Um, and they've they've released the body cam of the of the cop who who showed up on the scene. Um, and this guy was, I mean, he was treating them seriously. He was, you know, partially because on this same, I don't know if it's the same cop's body cam, but another law. So eight minutes earlier, eight minutes earlier on a, on another, I don't know if it was this cop's body cam or another cop's body cam. You see this blue object, which is this videos went viral on the internet. You can, you can look it up. And it's this blue object that is going across, you know, the back part of the screen. You can see it and it it comes, it goes across the horizon and hits. And then the neighbor, the neighbor who in the same neighborhood where these people called the police from their ring door cam, and you can go see this, the ring door cam, um, catches the, you know, the, the, you don't see the object, but you see the light. And I guess it's the neighbors who are across the street. You get the light, and then you hear the foom, the hit. And so this guy, so when the cop arrives and he interviews the family, they say they saw a big creature that was long, 10 feet tall, and he said 100% not human. And this is a, you know, an 18-year-old young man who actually, he's actually released a, he actually has a, he started a YouTube channel and he's, you know, this guy, I mean, this kid's not, I mean, he's, <laughs> if you watch his video, he's not tech savvy. So he's not like, oh, I'm out there trying to get, you know, but it's, it's definitely, I don't know. It, it's, you know, here's uh so I, I guess I'll start here. Okay. Before we get into what the actual story is. So this was from the NY Post when they were talking about this incident. And this is an interesting point that one of the guys they interviewed made. So after it went in, uh, was this an investigator or who was this guy? Um, Doug, uh, he's a next cop that apparently was looking into this. Right, right. Yep. So apparently the, the second time he interviewed the family, when he came back, he noticed that there was cameras on top of the people's yep. house. Yep. And it's like a camera, and it looks like there's some type of antenna module on it, too. He took pictures. Of, um, yeah, I saw the the pictures of it, too. The... Um, which I, I I might know what that is, actually, but I'm not, I don't know for sure. Anyway, um, so he, there's this camera that it's like on the house and the family's like yeah the the police said that installed it just to, in case like you know ufo nuts come knocking on our door or harass us or whatever like that but this guy made a really good point with that and saying it doesn't make sense because and i'll, I'll quote it here in the article here the mother told me they came out there and they put up cameras supposedly to protect the family from people coming to bother them about the ufo and this guy claims, but I can tell you right now, cops don't come out and put up expensive video equipment like that 
and they certainly wouldn't do it for somebody calling in a report about a UFO. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a lot of truth to that statement. Yeah, uh, I could. There's so many instances where like police call a report for something nothing like this, like something. Say, um, let's say an incident like this. Let's say you have a married couple and the husband's beating the wife and it's been called numerous times, numerous times. She gets a restraining order. The husband has to leave. Are the police installing cameras to project? Yeah. I I don't know many instances where that actually happens. So the fact that they're doing it for something like this kind of surprises me. And it's, it's, that's an interesting observation that guy made. And I don't know really what to make of that. Um, do you have the footage of, or at least do you have the audio of the the call, the nine one one call? Uh, uh, yes. Give me a second. Keep. Uh, um, yeah, I, yeah. I will say with that, like, if you can pull it up, that'd be cool. If not, people can look it up. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that calls nine one one, he doesn't. I mean, one, he sounds sober. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't hot. sound right, intoxicated right, right. or right. like under the influence of anything. He sounds very sober and he sounds scared. Um. Just, it was very rushed in what he was saying and how he was saying it. Like, it, he seemed a little freaked out. Um, yeah. It didn't seem like it was really a set-up call or any means. And there is a footage of, obviously, you talk, there's footage of the actual uh, downing or whatever that the object was flying Let in the sky. Bring, yeah, like I can bring that up. Here. Let me... And I... they supposedly, they claimed that, like, you could feel, like, the force of, like, I think one of the one of the footages shows that, and like you can hear the audio of like an explosion, like when it lands, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can hear the audio in it. And they said like you could feel like the force from the impact. Yeah. Um. But what really, well, I guess I'll just go straight to it. What really pissed me off and bothered me about this report? Apparently, these people. I don't know if it was the people or the neighborhood. There was cameras of like the backyard and like. I think they had cameras in the backyard or, or some kind of surveillance cameras that could have seen what they claimed to have seen. But supposedly, at the time that this happened, the cameras were not operational. And that right there, that is like... On one hand, it's like, okay, you're claiming... there's We're at the same situation where we don't have clear evidence of what these things were. They gave descriptions, but ironically, the cameras that they supposedly had weren't operational at that moment. Yeah, it's how just, it's always there's always something like that in these stories. Like it just it doesn't Jeffrey make sense. Why weren't the cameras? Yeah, well, exactly. But like this story specifically, why weren't those cameras operational? Apparently, I think I, if I read this correctly, maybe Police check in me Las on Vegas this. Found themselves I in the thought middle. they had said that the cameras were operational before and after the before the event. But all of a sudden, when the event happened, they weren't operational anymore. I thought I read that. Don't quote me on that. But it just it blows my mind that it, it, it seems like that always happens with these stories. Like the, the thing that can get you the evidence you need is like always, for whatever reason or excuse or another, it's it's never there. I... But the, the officer also said like he had no reason like to believe that the people were lying. Like he he thinks they saw something whatever it is they saw they saw something that spooked them and their description is pretty wild yeah i mean so what they're what they're saying you know about 10 foot tall and okay what's going on 
Okay, here we go. I think I've, I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it, but let me, uh, it's fine. I, I've already seen it. Okay. Let me, I'm, I'm going to, let me get the screen set up here to where it, so this is, um, okay. I'll just play this raw. We'll see what we get here. Okay. What's going on over there? Okay, lady, me, my dad and my brother, we're working on a truck in our backyard and we have a big lot outside, right? Correct. Okay. We were working, and we just see in a corner eye something fall down from the sky, and it was with light. And when it hit down, it was like a big impact, and we felt it. We felt like an energy, and then and then and then we hear like a lot of footsteps n near us, and then we have a big a big uh, equipment, and and we see, and there's a there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one beside, it, and it has big eyes and it's looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in, in, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so just two, we terrified it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard. Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and and they're not human. They're hundred percent not human. So, um, if, I don't know if you guys were able to hear that or not or anything, but. The, you know, like Travis said, if, for those who are listening, or, uh, you know, or who watched it live there, this kid was totally, I mean, he just like, you know, we're, we're working on a, <laughs> we're working on our truck in our, in our garage, you know, he said, I'm serious. He said, this isn't a prank. You know, we said, we just see in the corner of our eyes, something fall down from the sky with lights. It hit. There was a big impact, and we felt like an energy. We heard a lot of footsteps near us, and then we have like a big equipment. And we see there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another person inside. They have big eyes. It's looking at us, and they're very large. They're like eight foot, nine foot, ten foot, you know. And he said they're not human, one hundred percent. They're not human. And he said this is no BS. This isn't a joke, you know. And you see the pictures from this their backyard and there's this perfect perfect circle that's in the backyard you know <laughs> yeah i forgot about that yeah the picture <laughs> so and but but that's the, but so frustrating i was like but in the moment the cameras just didn't catch anything the the thing yeah anything. maybe 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 so head on maybe that's the <laughs> alien technology blocking the the signal but you know, it's also – I know Sean's probably going to want to chime in. And just let me ask this question. Like, if it's not true, if UFOs are not real and this is all a hoax, why – I would think – you know, I was, I was kind of mixed at first because, like, well, the government wants to keep vagueness because, you know, if, the, if it's true that these UFOs aren't, are false and, say, a foreign adversary has technology that we really don't understand – I personally, now that I think about it, I think that would be a much less scarier scenario versus, hey, these are extraterrestrials from somewhere we have no idea where, and no one from Earth has this technology. I, why the vagueness? Why not come out and say it? Like, if it wasn't UFOs, I feel like that would be the better thing to. I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't just clarify that because. I think society handles that information much better than, hey, this is extraterrestrials. Well, before Sean chimes in, I just want to, so I've had, of course, my wife, well, we've had my wife on the show before, and she 
she she investigates the holy hell out of everything and she was like you know think about this and she she made a very interesting point tonight she's like what if the government did pull back the veil how much could the human race actually handle exactly if they if they actually pulled back the veil and they said okay you want it okay here you go here's Here's yes, we have an area 51. Here it is. Here's what we have. Crash landed back in the 60s and this is the this and here's the bodies and here but then, you know, you get people like this. This kid literally has nothing to gain. This kid I don't know if he's been interviewed. I haven't seen him come up all the, the I haven't only, seen a picture of them at all of the family. I I mean, he I, all the I picture I've seen is, is from his YouTube channel. He hasn't caught a lot of subscribers to his channel, you know, but he's... Oh, I see now. Okay. And he's... A, this kid is, you know, he's not a glory... He's just saying, look, I, I'm just an 18-year-old kid working with my brother on a truck in our garage and this happened. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling you, the officials, to please come and investigate this. And it he had a strange effect on us and then the cop comes there and he's like okay show me everything and the cop goes in and he investigates he takes statements and he's i mean they treat this like it's a real event and then you get this body cam footage of this blue object you get the the ring door cam from across the street you have the cops putting up like you said Travis cameras across the street cameras why 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 Oops! Is this the FBI or is this the you know until Oops, we missed this one. It slipped through, so now we're going to watch these people or what? Sean, I don't know. Sean, what are your what are your thoughts on this one? So uh, this one was an interesting one because, like, the initial kind of evidence and videos that came out were super interesting. Travis, you were right, like. You know, the the police actually getting involved, actually filing reports, actually doing a lot of stuff that they just normally don't do with these kind of things made it very interesting. There were a bunch of different eyewitness accounts. Um, and then, you know, you even had the police officer at the end of the video, uh, you know, was you know, joking around with the guy, but almost was like legit. Like, you know, if you see any more nine foot tall beasts in your backyard, you know, you uh, you give us a call. And then the, the other one's like, yeah, you know, if you see any nine foot beast. Don't call us because, uh, like, you're on your own. You know, it's kind of joking around. But here's how I kind of look at this one. I think, and I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you, because of everything that kind of continued to come out after the initial like video of what was the alleged UFO, right? So I think the alleged UFO could have been something, could have been nothing. I think it was the follow-up with the, you know, eight-foot beast in our backyard and the the ring cameras, you know, conveniently not working at that time, you know, kind of made it where they're like, maybe we can get some clicks. Like, there's this big thing that everyone in Vegas just saw, and maybe maybe we can, you know, get something out of it. Let's Let's get it on TikTok. Let's get it on... Let's get some views. But in the same token, you never know. Uh, you know, tinfoil hat. Maybe the reason why we don't have any good, you know, footage or, or photo imagery or video footage is because maybe these, you know, extraterrestrials are so much more than just, you know, crashing, um, 
crashing spaceships. You know, they could be quite literally spaceships rippling through time and crashing through Earth is them moving at light speed through inner dimensions and they accidentally just skip the vortex. Oh, God, photos, yes, I love it. Photos, photos and videos, you know, they can't capture those images as, as good as like regular, you know, cameras and stuff can it. Or maybe, maybe, you know, like they said, if if UFOs are coming to Earth, if they're flying here and, you know, maybe they're not ready to be seen, maybe, maybe they, you know, push out that five that 5g they push out the 5g and it fries the cameras and it makes all the frogs gay you know i i think i think there's you know like we said extraterrestrials if they are making it to earth it is abundantly clear that they are a lot 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 more advanced than us let me let me put it into perspective about so I, I know I made a joke about Avatar earlier, but I was rewatching the series recently, right? And there was something about the first one that actually made me laugh. Okay, put this into perspective. This is just the human narrative of not really fucking understanding what space travel really means and what level of advanced technology you have to get to travel to these other planets. But get this, okay? Think of it. Think of this for a second. In the movie. Avatar, okay, the first one. Jake Sully, before he becomes one with his avatar. If, do you guys remember what his character was like at the beginning of the movie? He was skeptical, wasn't he? Well, no, 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 but, but physically, what was wrong with He's him? Paralyzed. He was, he, was, He's paralyzed. He, was paralyzed. He, He's paralyzed. he was paralyzed. So you, and then his excuse for taking the job on Pandora was that he was paralyzed and couldn't afford healthcare to get his legs fixed. Yet, they flew him across the universe <laughs> to then get into an artificial blue alien body that wasn't his, wasn't made with his DNA, but his twin brother's DNA. So you mean to tell me <laughs> that in three, how many hundreds of years that America, by God damn it, will... Will not give a vet his legs back because it's too expensive, but they will fly <laughs> him. <on the> <laughs> I just, I so like that's. I great. never even thought never about put, that. I never put all that together. Oh the, the my god! Story, you know what they say about oh, Avatar? Oh my god! Yeah, the VA is still dicking people around. So <laughs> three hundred. Take that, he said. Just, yeah, oh I just, my I, gosh. I think that when we, like, I think um, there's a couple of really good movies um, about extraterrestrials and just like, um, if any of you guys of our listeners, if you haven't seen the movie Arrival, I recommend checking that movie out. It's a very good movie about how like extraterrestrials are not so much like uh, their version of time is much more like it's way different than what our version mm -hmm. of time mm -hmm. and, and how like things aren't linear for them. They see in the future and they see like, it's a very weird thing. It's a neat concept. And then same with another one's like interstellar. That's yep. another good one. That's that legitimate, like goes into different levels of space. Time is different. Cause if you think about it, we, as humans, we dictate what time is for us based off of our sun and our gravity and our rotation of our Earth versus, 
you know, there's other planets and other universes and other galaxies that just have a completely different distorted view of what time is. Um, and get, it, you know, there's another, it, there, there's another movie too, if I can interject real quick, Sean, mm-hmm. and this is, uh, back from the nineties. It was a moody movie with, uh, Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey called contact. And it's oh another it, great movie. Yeah. It, and I mean, it's, it's a long movie, but I mean, it just, what you just said just puts that into perspective. I mean, because it's, you know, you know, she goes through what's a space travel thing and what appears to be 10 seconds of falling through a loop is what was 17 hours, you know? So like you said, we don't, we don't, again, our, I don't think our minds can truly wrap around. Well, it's the same. It's the same thought of like, if you asked a person, okay, to show you, to draw you a picture of what a trillion dollars in cash look like. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone on earth could do it accurately because there's no, like we cannot wrap our heads around that kind of figure. Like we can't wrap around what that number is. So it's the same thing when we talk about planets in the universe, like the potential is literally untapped. We have scientists that can't give you the answer because Scientists don't even know how many galaxies are in our universe. And if you try to explain to someone exactly how large, you know, the Milky Way galaxy is, they truly can't grasp what that entails. And um, so I don't know. I, I, I just think that uh, V, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in the same I'm in the same token of, you know, I think that uh, God is is pretty powerful and can kind of do whatever the heck he wants. So. Um, I think, you know, the ability to be like, you know, I can create here, I can create here, I can create here. And, you know, for all we know, interdimensional travel could just be, you know, what's behind the curtain that, you know, uh, something that's much bigger than us created. Like we, we legitimately have no idea and, or at least, you know, three morons like us have no fucking clue. Um, we're just, you know, putting on the tinfoil hats and trying to, yeah, there's, there's others out there that do or think that they do and, um, who knows, you know, I'm, I, I, but again, I also, I think that maybe, maybe there's always a good chance that maybe extraterrestrials, they were here. They were here during the, the times of the Egyptians. They were here during the time of the Aztecs and the Mayans. And, you know, they, they were in Peru and that's why we have things like the pyramid and we have these weird statues and drawings of these different creatures. And maybe they were here and they said, you know what? Humanity's just not advanced enough yet for us. We'll be back in a couple you know, we'll be back in another millennia. We'll be back in another right. ten thousand. We'll be back in another million years to see where humanity is. And let me just um, let me touch just on that, just that historical aspect, just real briefly. We're at, almost out of time here, but let you mention. Okay, so let's look at those three cultures real quick. Okay, Egyptians, Mayans, Aztecs. Okay. One of those is on the, there. two of those civilizations are relatively near each other. The other one is on the other side of the planet, okay? And at its peak, okay, about roughly 3,000, nah, maybe not even that, maybe about 1,500 years, 1,600 years separating, you know, the Egyptian at its peak of, of the Middle Kingdom to Aztec times, all right? You look at the similarities. We say, well, the Egyptians had the perfect pyramids, whereas the Mayan, you know, there was more steps and everything. 
yeah, same design. Okay, same kind of science. When you when you look at the science that they had, the medical technology that they had, of how they were, you know, some of the surgeries and how the knowledge of the human body that they had, and I mean, if you, I could do an entire show just on all the similarities of those people and how they, you know, how they were accurate, you know, accurately able to set up calendars and your art, no outside help. Where'd they get the design from? Why do they have a similar design? Why do they have, you know, and that's one of the things that I've always tried to wrap my minds around too, you know, and I mean, History Channel has an, I mean, has a regular program called Ancient Aliens that looks at that very thing. So. The greatest show of all time is what you meant to call it. So, gentlemen, I've enjoyed putting on the tinfoil hat. Um, I, you know, I, that it's easier to fit on top of my head with no hair on it and everything, but you know, what can I say? Um, and this is a topic we go on and on and on about. There's so I, much that, that so, so many stories, you know, well, we, we, we quickly <laughs> through fell or flew through that hour. Um, but, uh, I do want to mention, I would love, and this is something that I, you guys can share. You can also do we would we are wanting to at least i am i, I kind of we've i've kind of tossed around this with the guys i would love for us to be able to start streaming onto tiktok to even broaden our audience even more with tiktok the way it is you have to have a thousand followers um on my channel i have 560 followers on our on our voice of reason tiktok we have close to 100 followers if you could do us a favor, if you're a TikToker, you casually, you know, or just share it with your friends, you know, you don't even have to follow us, you know, but go to our TikTok page. You see it scrolling across the bottom there. Um, we're VO, it's VO, at VOR Podcast 2021. Follow us on TikTok. We would love to start being able to do live broadcasts on TikTok to grow our audience even more. I would even say that I could, we could probably throw a good to the, whoever the, our thousandth follower is, we could throw a good deal of merch at you. Um, and we're going to near future, get the old merch store up and running again. But, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we wanted to do all of it. We, we kind of talked about that. Travis and I were talking about that at the wedding, man. We can't, why, why can we never get a show where we're all, three in the same room at the same time man it works out yeah so anyway anything any final thoughts captain we were glad you were able to join us tonight even though it was yeah i'm glad all three of us yeah no i uh i i don't know this was a fun one v i'll let you kind of sign them off just because i don't want to run over tiger woods on accident so <laughs> well we want to thank everybody for joining us uh, again, be a friend, tell a friend, share, please, 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 please join our, one of our various platforms, um, especially on the old TikTok. get us out there so we can even get even to a wider audience. We are having, uh, a lot of new followers follow us every day. So please continue to share. We thank you for everything that you do for us. Have a great week and we will see you next time on the voice of reason. <laughs>